This is Shi'ar Jashub, coming from Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be listening to the conclusion of a sermon by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, as part of his Heavenly Authority series. Pastor has been teaching from 1 Corinthians chapter 14, where Paul directs the orderly expressing of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in the assembly. And when we left off, Pastor Greg was noting how the blanket of the anointing falls on the believers when they come together praising and seeking God. Let's rejoin Pastor Greg. It is a natural thing that when the anointing falls, that the gift that the Holy Spirit has planted in us, that it'll rise up. It is just a response to the Spirit of God being there. And as you're worshiping God with other believers, you can see visions. You can receive prophecies. You can speak in tongues. You can receive revelation, teachings. I've had some tremendous teachings come to me just as I was praising God and we were singing. Songs can come to you. Healings can come to you, etc., etc. As believers are gathered together, praising the Lord and the Spirit of God, the blanket of the anointing falls. It is a natural thing for the gifts to rise up as the Spirit of God moves upon us. For that matter, uh, with the power of God present, it would be expected. You're connected to the throne room of God. He gave the gifts to you. He gave gifts to men. Those gifts are irrevocable. As the oil flows through, the light shines. Don't be boastful about it, because even murderous Saul prophesied. Even Balaam prophesied, right? But just because the gift is activated, you cannot make the jump in logic that it must be outwardly employed used, demonstrated in the assembly. That's another step. We expect from what we just studied that as we gather together and we pray and worship in the Spirit, what gifts God has given us will well up. The tongues begin to well up. Does not mean they should be exercised outwardly in the assembly. Just because God has graced us personally doesn't mean that he necessarily wants us to now shout out that grace to everyone. Why? Because in a room full of spirit-filled believers, there's going to be a lot of shouting going on, and sometimes there's a place for that in worship services, right? But in the every week gathering of the assembly, if everyone is shouting, no one will hear. If the moment we feel the tongues rising up in us, we just shout it out automatically, right? One is a gift and one is an office. We would expect that all should start to feel the tongues welling up inside of them because now the Spirit of God is there. We're connected to the throne of God. But if each does it, if each tries to interpret, if each tries to prophesy and have a hymn, have a teaching, have a doctrine, have a revelation, you're going to have a lot of confusion and no one will hear. God has one or two that he will choose of the group with the office, the office to declare his word. 
to give the tongue and the interpretation, to give the prophecy in the assembly as the rest enjoy the presence of God. They are moved into the position of not only experiencing the gift, everyone will experience the gifts, but they are moved by the Holy Spirit to the point of now taking that gift and outwardly projecting it for the edification of the church. It's an office they're called to. Obviously, then, it requires maturity to know if the gift is activated personally or if it's an office ministry at that particular moment in that particular church. It takes a lot of prayer, a lot of uh, fasting, a lot of seeking the face of God to say, Lord, now I know I feel this. When do I actually speak it, that I am in accord with your scripture, that everything is done in an orderly way, that we're profited by it, that we actually can hear and understand it. If you are ever seated near me during worship and the Spirit of God falls upon us, you may hear me speaking quietly in a tongue. And there have been specific times, and they're rare, that I actually have felt to speak out the tongue. But most of the time I know, and I've asked the Lord to show me when, and I know it's for my private praise, the Spirit of God falls, I'm going to have the gift of tongues, I'm going to feel the tongue rising up in me, I'm connected. But that's different from having the office to speak it out in the congregation as that tongue wells up. And I asked the Lord early on to show me in the assembly when you speak, when you don't speak. When the, the gifts come into us, it's a natural process, it's a natural overflowing. Think about the blanket coming off those prophets, right? When the messages come near. As we're in the Spirit of God, it's natural for these gifts to well up. They're, they're excited in the Spirit. But now, when do I use them for the public assembly so that I know I'm the one that should speak out and not the person next to me? That requires a lot of maturity. And you know, that's what he's trying to teach this church. He's happy they're blessed by these gifts, but he wants them to have the maturity to know how and when to use them. So in my case, I pray to myself and I pray to God. I know it's not at that particular time my calling to speak it out. I fulfill what Paul is saying here in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 14. And the person designated by the Lord, uh, if it's the proper time, gives the tongue and gives the interpretation. And all things work in order. And we can hear and we can receive. And when I then give the teaching, everyone is not popping up. Even though the Spirit of God, as I'm teaching, may show you something. You may receive a revelation and say, wow, right? Something could be related to what I say or unrelated. Sometimes things trigger things and the Lord is showing you something. But if everyone popped up as I was teaching, nobody would hear. So the gifts are valuable. And unfortunately, some churches, because of the problems of immaturity, rather than saying, hey, let's get a grasp on how we are mature believers and have this tremendous power of the Holy Spirit available to us, it's easier for them with all the personalities of the church to just talk about those things being back in the apostolic age and they've passed away for today. Then nothing, nothing supernatural happens. That we may hear and receive. Having a gift is one thing. When to use it 
that's another. It requires wisdom and maturity. I'll give you another example. Early on, the Lord gave Patty and I visions, that still small voice of prophecy, sometimes word of knowledge, sometimes discernment. And you know, the tendency for young believers to automatically, as soon as you receive something, speak it out, and you can get yourself in a lot of trouble that way. It's not always the wisest thing to do. Uh, but those are gifts necessary for ministry. If you're going to be a pastor in a church, you need to have supernatural knowledge of what's going on, knowledge beyond just the obvious, so that you're able to deal with it, that you're able to teach and prepare sermons the proper way to give the church the diet it needs. You need to know what's going on with the people in the church. You need to know what's happening. Doesn't mean that as soon as you receive a word of knowledge, you just go there and start speaking it out. There are those that have that office. Some of the gifts are so that you can perform the office God has given you, not necessarily if you receive a prophecy that you're called to stand up and say, thus saith the Lord, to everybody you meet. That's not wisdom. There are those called to that position to be in the office of the prophet. But God will give gifts of the Holy Spirit to others, including prophecy, for the edification of all that you can know how to prepare, how to teach, how to preach, and that everyone can be edified. So having a gift is one thing. Knowing when to use it is another. You know, when children something good happens to them, they want to run and tell somebody right away, right? And there's a, there's, a, there's a nice, joyous innocence to that. As you grow older, you learn to control yourself a little bit, that sometimes you get into a situation as a child and you say something out of time and you feel stupid about it, so then you learn, well, let me wait and know when I should say it and not say it, right? That's maturity, right? Same thing with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Having the gifts are one thing, knowing when to use them is another. And when you speak about the assembling, believe is coming together. You know, some of these churches were quite large. If everyone comes together in an immature way, no one will hear anything. There has to be some order, some structure. And there will be times, even if you don't have the office of a prophet, but God has given you a gift of prophecy, there will be times that God will tell you to say, thus saith the Lord. But you have to be as open to the leading of the Holy Spirit to know when to speak as you are to receiving the gifts in the first place. And it takes prayer, seeking God, and I don't think any of us really um, in the church today has the fullness of it, the full understanding of it. You know, it would have been nice to have Paul and Peter and James and John, and say, how exactly, you know, show us by example how this works. And we have the, the writings in the book of Acts and the letters, but the church came out of a, a time period that for centuries the gifts of the Holy Spirit were, were quenched, were put down. And then all of a sudden there was a fire, a Pentecostal fire. And a lot of the early churches that had that fire saw tremendous works of God, and then those churches broke up and some terrible divisions and confusions because it was not the maturity. I think we're all learning step by step, but it requires prayer, seeking God to know when to speak, when not to speak, when to share, 
went to hold in reserve for tomorrow. When the gifts are there to build us up personally for our own situation, to edify us for our own personal situation, when God is moving us to be the voice for the church, to build it up, to edify it for the church's situation. And that's why he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, in verse 27, if anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two, or at most three, each in a turn, and let one interpret. But if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in church, and let him speak to himself and to God. It's a legitimate gift. Let him speak to God. He has the gift. He's plugged into the Holy Spirit, but it's not God is not leading him. He's not the one to give it publicly for the assembly. Lord willing, we'll finish 1 Corinthians 14 and this office of the prophet next time. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, Lord. We pray that you would move upon us, Father, to give us clear revelation. Lord, give us that childlike faith, Lord, to be open to receive the fullness of the gifts of your spirit. And give us that maturity in Christ, Father God, to know how to use these beautiful tools to build up your church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We are live streaming the Sunday morning message at 10.30 a.m. on the Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle YouTube channel. And we leave the messages up on the channel for a library that can be accessed 24-7. You can search YouTube to get to the channel or use the link we have placed on the www.shiarjashub.org website.